Good morning. Coming home, the U.S. pushing Russia for a high-profile prisoner swap, exchanging WNBA star Brittany Griner and another jailed American for a convicted arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death. Our governments have communicated repeatedly and directly. A controversial proposal backed by President Biden, but not the Justice Department. So will it happen and how soon? The very latest just ahead. About face, a surprise deal reached between Senator Joe Manchin and fellow Democrats giving new life to the president's agenda. The focus, health care, the economy and climate change. We're live in Washington with what it could mean for millions of Americans. Breaking overnight, a flood emergency in Kentucky as parts of the South are soaked by torrential rains. Rescues underway, millions more at risk today. The full forecast straight ahead. Is it enough? Wall Street and Main Street reacting to yet another interest rate hike from the Fed aimed at getting record inflation under control. The labor market is extremely tight and inflation is much too high. This morning, tips on what you can do to save with those rates on the rise. All that plus trouble at Facebook. The mood is definitely tense, and Mark Zuckerberg is going back to this old persona. The big changes coming to the social media giant after its first ever drop in revenue. Today, Thursday, July 28, 2022. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Welcome to today. It's a Thursday morning. So happy you're starting your morning with us. Well, we're going to start this morning with the news and not one, but two surprising developments coming out of Washington this morning. The first, Senate Democrats reaching an unexpected deal on their stalled spending bill. And the other, a rare prisoner swap may be in the works to free WNBA star Brittany Griner and American Paul Whelan from Russia. NBC's Andrea Mitchell and Kristen Welker have all the overnight developments on both of these major stories. Andrea, let's begin with you in that prisoner swap. Good morning. Good morning, Hoda. Well, five months after Brittany Griner was arrested at the Moscow airport, the U.S. says it is ready to make a deal to get her and another high-profile American prisoner home. It's a prisoner swap that could be a bitter pill for the administration to swallow. Secretary of State Antony Blinken going public about what he calls a substantial proposal for the release of WNBA star Brittany Griner and American businessman Paul Whelan. In the coming days, I expect to speak with Russian Foreign Minister Lavrov for the first time since the war began. I plan to raise an issue that's a top priority for us, the release of Americans Paul Whelan and Brittany Griner, who've been wrongfully detained and must be allowed to come home. The deal, according to two sources familiar with it, involves the U.S. trading Putin crony Victor Boot, an arms dealer known as the Merchant of Death for the two Americans. The source is also saying the decision was made with President Biden's blessing, despite objections from the Justice Department. Foremost in his mind is getting these Americans home, but also making sure that our own national security is preserved uh, and the clearly that we're not encouraging hostage taking in the future. On Wednesday, Greiner testified while caged in a court in a Moscow suburb that she hadn't realized cannabis oil prescribed in the U.S. was in her luggage leading to her arrest five months ago at a Russian airport. I was in a rush packing. Um, like I said, I was recovering from COVID, stress packing, making sure I had my COVID tests, jet lag, and I was in a rush 
throwing my stuff into my bag. Griner also telling the judge when she arrived in Russia, she was held for hours without a lawyer, interrogated in Russian, forced to use Google Translate on her phone to try and understand what was being said. She also says she signed documents without knowing what she was signing. No, uh, my rights were never read to me. Uh, no one explained any of it to me. The U.S. is also hoping to free Paul Whelan, an American businessman and former Marine, who's been jailed in Russia for four years on what the U.S. has called a trumped-up spying charge. It shows that the U.S. government is doing what it can uh, and also underscores, I think, the fact that there are limits to what the U.S. government can do to bring home Americans. So, Andrea, this is not a done deal yet, it sounds. So what do we expect to happen next? Well, the Russians really want Viktor Boot back. But today, Vladimir Putin's spokesman was saying that usually these topics are not discussed publicly until they're agreed upon. Some annoyance there. They may be playing hard to get because Secretary Blinken had been, until now, refusing to talk to Foreign Minister Lavrov since Russia invaded Ukraine. And this is tough for the administration because of concerns that any prisoner swap could encourage Russia to take more American hostages. But there's a lot of pressure now on the White House to make this work. Sure. All right, Andrew, keep us posted. Thank oh, you. Let's move to the other deal making headlines this morning out of Washington. The president's agenda appears to be getting some new life after a sudden reversal from Senator Joe Manchin, a key Democratic holdout. NBC's chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker joins us with the details. Kristen, not often you get a real shocker out of Washington like this. Savannah, this is so rare that lawmakers actually strike a surprise deal in Washington. Usually we know every detail as it's happening, but that's exactly what's happened. Moderate West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin pulled out of talks with the Senate's top Democrat Chuck Schumer days ago. He cited concerns about inflation, but late Wednesday he did an about face that no one saw coming and reached an agreement with Schumer on health care, climate, as well as deficit reduction. And the bill is notably called the Inflation Reduction Act. So the bottom line for Americans, what does it mean for you? Well, this bill aims to keep health care costs in check, according to the lawmakers who reached the deal, by extending subsidies under the Affordable Care Act, as well as aiming to lower prescription drug prices. And it allocates about $369 billion to energy and climate programs that lawmakers say could lower carbon emissions by about 40 percent by the year 2030. That's the goal. It's being touted as the largest climate investment ever made by Congress. Now, the big question also, how are they going to pay for this, Savannah? Well, they're proposing increasing the corporate minimum tax to 15 percent and investing $300 billion into the deficit. So uh, a lot of sides still trying to drill down on the details, but that's what we know so far. And the big details uh, can be regarding timeline, when it might get passed, how likely is it that it has the votes? Well, that, of course, is also what we're watching, Savannah, and there's just an enormous amount of pressure on Democrats to get something done before the midterms, which are now just over 100 days away. Democrats could be facing some big losses in those midterms. Republicans have blasted the plan, accusing Democrats of trying to raise taxes on job creators. They're warning it could further hurt the economy, increase inflation, but Democrats are firing back. They insist it avoids any new taxes on small businesses and families making $400,000 or 
less. But under a special Senate rule, Democrats only need their 50 vote majority and the tie breaking vote from Vice President Kamala Harris to pass this bill. But the big unknown here is Democratic Senator Cinema of Arizona. So far, her office says she's reviewing it. But some Democrats are hoping to pass the bill by next week. So it's unclear if they'll meet that deadline. And one person who is cheering this breakthrough is President Biden, despite this being a massive scaling down of his original multi-trillion dollar spending bill. He said of the legislation that it would be, quote, historic if it passes. And of course, Savannah, for the president whose poll numbers have been sagging, it would be a political victory for him and his party heading into November. As you know all too well, though, Savannah, nothing is done in Washington until it's done. So we'll continue to watch it. Yeah, until they press print on the press release, then it's done. <laughs> exactly. Kristen Welker, thank you so much. All right, let's turn now to the newest move by the Federal Reserve, raising interest rates yet again. It means it'll cost you more to borrow money. But the question is, will it be enough to stop runaway inflation and a possible recession? NBC's national correspondent Gabe Gutierrez joins us with that story. Hi, Gabe. Good morning. Hi, Hoda. Good morning. The Federal Reserve is walking a tightrope here, trying to squelch inflation without plunging the nation into a recession. So far, reaction from Wall Street has been positive. Main Street, though, is having a tougher time. After the most aggressive interest rate hike since the early 90s, it's still not clear if the changes will help stave off a recession. The current picture is plain to see. The labor market is extremely tight and inflation is much too high. As expected, yesterday the Federal Reserve raised interest rates another three-fourths of a percentage point for the second consecutive time. This latest hike means things like your credit card rates will likely climb higher, along with bank and new car loans. Americans are already feeling the higher interest pain, with mortgage rates nearly doubling over the past year. Pending home sales have plummeted 20%. The Fed's goal is to crush consumer demand, which in turn should bring down prices that have soared from record inflation. The key here for the Federal Reserve will be it's not going to stop raising rates until it's convinced that inflation is coming back down toward its target. That target, 2%. Right now, inflation is at about 9%, a 40-year high. Teacher Connie Kitchens near Atlanta says her family's monthly grocery bill used to be around $600. How much is it now? It runs anywhere, maybe from uh, $12 to $1,500 a month. Wow. So it's basically doubled. She's been forced to come out of retirement to help care for her grandson, who has sickle cell anemia. Are you worried about a possible recession? Yes, I am. If we go into a recession, oh, I just don't know. I don't know what this is going to do for my family. The White House and Fed Chair Jerome Powell say they do not think the U.S. is in a recession yet. And Wall Street liked the interest rate news. The Dow Jones finishing up more than 400 points. And while this is the fourth rate hike this year, more are expected. The next one likely coming in September. Now this morning we'll be getting the latest GDP numbers, which could be another indicator of just how close a recession may be. Oda. All right, Gabe Gutierrez for us this morning. Gabe, thanks. Much more to get to, including the very latest on the war in Ukraine. The Ukrainian forces are now stepping up a counteroffensive with strikes along a key route used by Russia to supply its troops. NBC's Morgan Chesky joins us now. He's in Odessa this morning. Hi, Morgan. Good morning to you. Hey, Savannah, good morning. It has been an active 24 hours here as Ukrainian forces have attempted to regain some of that Russian-occupied territory. Overnight missile strikes just outside the nation's capital of Kyiv 
have reinforced a very dangerous reality, and that is that the threat remains, even if you are far from the front lines. In eastern Ukraine, a race to rescue after another Russian missile strike. This one leveling a hotel, killing three. Firefighters digging through debris to find one man buried beneath the rubble, but alive. The lone survivor rushed to a nearby hospital. In the Russian-occupied Kherson region, Ukrainian military striking under cover of darkness. Artillery leaving a key bridge badly damaged. One of several small victories in Ukraine's counteroffensive. Mines? Yeah, it's mines. Anti-tanks. Near Kharkiv, soldiers gaining ground back after fierce fighting. We fight here and take away the Russian soldiers from here. Momentum Ukraine's president shared they could build upon, asking for a visit from President Joe Biden. But today, some conservatives condemning sending billions in aid to Ukraine after a photo shoot with Ukraine's first couple for Vogue magazine. The cover story focused on Olena Zelenska, but featured the couple photographed by famed photographer Annie Leibovitz. Some political critics questioning the timing. Here in Odessa, the clock is ticking to slow a global food crisis. All eyes watching after a Russian strike on a key grain exporting port. Roman Gregorian sent his wife and young son to Western Ukraine for their safety. When you're surrounded by war, you can't focus, you can't think about anything else in life. All our plans, uh, my, the plans of my family finished uh, on 24th of February. <laughs> now one of his most prized possessions, a video of his son riding a bike for the first time since he couldn't be there. Now six months in, he, like so many others, doesn't know when they'll come home. And today, for the first time in this nation's history, July 28th is being recognized as Ukrainian Statehood Day to celebrate their independence and fighting spirit. President Zelensky saying earlier today, we live to fight and fight to live and will not rest until the last occupier is driven from our home. Savannah. All right, Morgan, thank you. Breaking overnight, a flash flood emergency issued in parts of eastern Kentucky after hours of torrential rain in the region. Officials there telling some residents to seek higher ground. Rescue efforts underway for those trapped in high waters. Parts of the state expected to see more than eight inches of rain. The downpour triggered landslides and left many roads impassable. All right, it is time for the weather, and we check in with Samara Theodore from Weekend Today in our NBC station in Washington. In for Wait, Elle, good morning, what? Samara. Good morning. <laughs> good to have How are you, here. you? Good morning. I'm happy to be here. But as we saw in those visuals, we are really seeing an issue with flooding in Kentucky right now. Actually, take a look at the radar. So we've got showers and thunderstorms coming down across Kentucky in real time right now. They've already been inundated with rain. So this this is going to be a real issue throughout the day. We've got flash flood watches and warnings in effect for Kentucky. So how much rain are we talking? Honestly, we could see between one to three inches of rain between today and tomorrow. The thing is, when we see a lot of rain in a little bit of time, that's when that flash flooding becomes a concern, and that's going to be the case for a large swath of the country. Check this out. From Santa Fe into parts of uh, the Midwest, right on through St. Louis into Nashville, we are looking at a moderate risk for flash flooding today. And as far as timing goes, if you live in central Kentucky, areas like Knoxville, northern Georgia, even up into Maine, by about 8 p.m., that's when we're expecting some showers and storms to roll through. It's going to be hitting during that critical ride home during your evening commute. So keep that in mind if you're planning on stopping at the 
store. I need you to stick around because we got to talk about severe weather and how are we going to beat this heat, y'all? And that's the forecast. Savannah, Huda. All uh, right. So, Maya, thank you. You did a great job, by the way. You're on weekend today. First time with us. You I'm did so great. I'm so excited to be We're here. We're going to pull you over to the weekday. <laughs> exactly. <tomorrow>. Take me. <laughs> Coming up, our tough times ahead for Facebook. Jake Ward is taking us inside the issues causing tension between Mark Zuckerberg and his employees. Jake. That's right. Tough times at Facebook indeed. Revenue is down and the CEO, Mark Zuckerberg, is not happy. We will take you inside reports of a tense meeting inside the company. That's coming up. Jake, thank you, Jake. And if you are concerned about that newest hike to interest rates, stay with us. We're going to show you ways you can actually take advantage and boost your savings account. And it all starts with your credit cards. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back. It is 7.30. All right, well, let's get to your headlines. 7.30, all eyes will be on the skies this weekend as remnants of a newly launched Chinese rocket expected to streak back to Earth in an uncontrolled reentry. Chinese officials say the rocket poses little risk to anyone on the ground. U.S. experts say it will disintegrate as it plunges through the atmosphere, but it's large enough that numerous chunks will likely survive a fiery reentry. The probable location of the debris field is impossible to pinpoint in advance. Tributes are pouring in this morning for actor Tony Dow. He passed away yesterday at the age of 77 after a battle with cancer. The actor was best known as Wally Cleaver on Leave it to Beaver in the 50s and 60s. Over his uh, long career, Dow also worked as a director, a producer. He was also a sculptor. Co-star Jerry Mathers said Dow was the kindest, most generous, gentle, loving, sincere, and humble man. He said it was his honor to share memories together for 65 years. All right, and this is a little different. One of the world's most popular soft drinks is getting a makeover. Sprite is shedding its famous green color bottle. You see it there in favor now of a clear bottle. The reason, ironically, because the clear bottles are more green as environmentally <laughs> friendly. Sprite's parent company, Coca-Cola, explaining it's easier to recycle the clear packaging and cover it into new beverage bottles. I feel like we're going to be telling our kids, I remember what Sprite yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, let's turn now to those growing challenges for Facebook. Founder Mark Zuckerberg is not only looking to revamp the platform, but also the company's culture after experiencing its first ever losses. NBC's tech correspondent Jake Ward is in San Francisco with that story. Hey, Jake, good morning. 
Good morning, you guys. That's right. I mean, Facebook has enjoyed uninterrupted growth since it first went public a decade ago, but now revenue numbers are down. And Facebook's CEO Mark Zuckerberg says that global economic uncertainty is going to continue to affect the company. That's what he said in an earnings call as the company begins to tighten its belt. Tension and financial challenges at Facebook as the company and its employees brace for a tough road ahead after its parent company Meta reported its first ever revenue drop. Profits falling a staggering 36% from last year. In response, Meta is now planning to hit the brakes on hiring. In an earnings call, CEO Mark Zuckerberg spelled out the grim reality, saying, expect us to get more done with fewer resources. That message has already been hammered home inside the company. According to a recording of an internal meeting last month obtained by The Verge, but not verified by NBC News, Zuckerberg was asked by a worker whether extra vacation days introduced during the pandemic would be continued. According to The Verge, the CEO appeared visibly frustrated, telling employees there are probably a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here. I think some of you might just say that this place isn't for you, and that self-selection is okay with me. In a statement, a Meta spokesperson writing in part, we regularly reevaluate our talent pipeline according to our business needs. The mood is definitely tense, and Mark Zuckerberg is going back to this old persona where he was this wartime CEO. And I think what he's realized is that in the pandemic, his company got really big, potentially a little lazy, and now he really needs people working a lot harder. Working harder to combat a host of challenges. A change to Apple's privacy policies hurt the company's ability to track users for advertising, costing the company billions. Plus, Meta is struggling to stave off competition from the app TikTok, which now has over a billion users. Facebook and Instagram making changes in response to focus more on video. But that has drawn backlash from some on the app. Users are saying, this is not what we want at all. And the pain may deepen. I think if the economy keeps going in the direction it's going, you could see layoffs, and it would be the first time that Facebook's ever done that in its entire history. A company geared toward the future, now struggling with its present. All right, Jake, let's, maybe you can help us put this in context. So is this a, a real turning point for Facebook, or is this just a bump in the road for them? Well, it is a turning point, Hoda, in the sense that Facebook, I mean, it's really one of the most valuable, one of the most successful companies in the history of capitalism. I wish I could somehow take you on a walk through the corporate campus. You know, you see that little thumbs up sign and you think, oh, how adorable. That place goes on and on and on. This is a company that's able to sink billions of dollars into a world, the metaverse, that doesn't even exist yet, right? So this company has incredible resources and a big future ahead of it. but. This is the first time we've ever seen year-over-year -year revenue drop, and that is a big thing. One thing to think about here, Mark Zuckerberg famously has preserved the back of that thumbs-up sign as the old Sun Microsystems sign that's on the back of it. That's the former tenant from before. It's a sign for his employees that this is always temporary. We always have to fight for survival. That's been his mantra. Well, those words are, I think, more relevant now than they've ever been before, Hoda. All right, Jake Ward for us there. Thank you, Jake. That's interesting. Well, coming mm -hmm. up, we're always told we should be taking them, but are vitamins really worth it? Mm -hmm. Got the takeaways from a new study out this morning you'll want to check out. All right, plus with more Americans looking to save, especially on vacations, camping is apparently having a real moment, and you can do it right in your own backyard. Vicki Wynn will help you plan your family's next outdoor adventure. But first, these messages. We're back 739 with your health this morning, and I 
eye-opening study out just this morning on vitamins. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are going to be confused. It finds that vitamin D supplements do not lower the risk of bone fractures in healthy U.S. adults, fractures that can be a problem for the estimated 53 million Americans who have osteoporosis or low bone density. Mm -hmm. Well, NBC medical contributor Dr. Natalie Azar is here to sort it out with mm -hmm. us. So, I mean, we all thought vitamin D good. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, but this study, I mean, puts a little asterisk on that. Well, vitamin D is good. And, and the take-home here is that this was studied in a population of healthy people. Okay, so just from the outset, a couple of points I want to make. That, mm -hmm. uh, can I think of my yeah, points yeah, that yeah, I want to yeah, make? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that more vitamin D yeah. isn't necessarily better. This doesn't necessarily apply to people who have risks for osteoporosis or who have low bone mass, for example, people who live in nursing homes. And vitamin D is really important for bone health. And with calcium, actually is imp incredibly important in terms of preventing osteoporosis. This was a study that was done in people who weren't selected for vitamin D deficiency, so it's not unusual so, that you wouldn't find an effect of vitamin D supplementation. Okay, so if you are vitamin D deficient yeah. and you have osteoporosis, you should continue taking vitamin D? Absolutely. So I can already imagine a lot of my patients are going to call me today and say, wait, does this mean that I'm supposed to stop my vitamin D supplement? And again, if you have risk factors for vitamin D deficiency or osteoporotic, no, you definitely should be continuing your vitamin D and your calcium. Okay, so my wife just bought me one of those vitamin D bottles that are just, you know, they're always massive. They <laughs> yeah. come in like normal yeah. sizes. What, if you're not going to take the supplements, how else do you get vitamin D? Right, so the, the sources of vitamin D, there's basically four of them. We have a graphic for our viewers. Mm. One, of course, is sunlight. There are vitamin D rich foods, for example, salmon, tuna, mackerel, fish liver oil, mm -hmm. cod liver oil. There are vitamin D fortified foods, for example, milk, orange juice, fortified cereals, and of course, dietary supplements. And the NIH does recommend that folks do take vitamin D or at least ingest vitamin D every day. Just the dose that was used in this study is a little bit higher than what is normally recommended for most Americans. But vitamin D is good not just for bone health. It's good. There are other benefits, aren't mm -hmm. there? There are absolutely benefits, Savannah. We know that it's important for immune function, for, for muscle function, mm -hmm. for your brain health. And I think it's really important also to point out, again, the study was done in normal, healthy sure. people. There are people who are at risk for vitamin D deficiency, and I think it's important for our viewers to know these folks as well. These are people who have low bone mass, osteoporosis, people who've had gastric bypass surgery. If you don't get a lot of sun exposure, you could be at risk. Liver, kidney disease, malabsorption, people with Crohn's yeah. disease, for example. Obesity and darker skinned individuals are at risk for vitamin D deficiency. So this is not, again, applying to people yeah. who might be at risk. And quickly, there's no pro if you do take it, there's no harm done. Well, too much of anything isn't yeah. a good thing. The amount that they gave in this study is perfectly safe, 2,000 IU right. daily, but you can absolutely get too much of a good thing. Okay. Right. Okay. Dr. Azar, yeah. thank Thanks, you Dr. so Azar. much. All right, let's move over to Samara, who's here with another check of the weather. Hey, good hey. morning. Good morning. So we're talking all about the heat. We're just trying to break this heat and trend like a bad habit, okay? We got 33 million people waking up to heating alerts from heat advisories and heat warnings. Even our friends out in the Northwest Pacific are sweltering right now. So let's go ahead and check out some of the hot spots, shall we? Houston. 108 is what it's going to feel like today. Dallas, by this afternoon, it's going to feel like 105 degrees. Memphis, 92 degrees, but don't believe your phone because it's going to feel like 104. Quite the contrast as you head farther north. Our friends out in Chicago, 79 degrees for a high today. Detroit, 82, feeling very comfortable in Pittsburgh at about 78 degrees. And so that stark demarcation there actually uh, denotes a boundary. Along that boundary, we're going to see storms start to develop. And that heat, 
only going to help to really energize those storms. So we're definitely looking at the threat for severe weather from areas like Springfield into Nashville, right on up into the mid-Atlantic. And uh, we could see an elevated risk as you head into upstate New York and parts of New England. 13 million people are at risk for that. And that's your forecast. Everyone's got to stay hydrated today. You're right. Yeah, All sure. right, Samara, thank you so much. Coming up tomorrow, we are going to look at the rising cost of concert tickets. Yeah, our Plaza concerts are free. Just want to point that out. <laughs> the best price ever. But with acts like Adele and Bruce Springsteen finally hitting the stage again, fans have noticed. Guess what? Inflation came there, too. Sky-high prices if you want to see some of your favorite artists. We'll tell you what some of the stars are saying about that and how you can score deals just ahead. Hey guys, Willie Geist here, reminding you to check out the Sunday Sit-Down Podcast. On this week's episode, I get together with Chris Pine to talk about a career that has taken him from Star Trek to Wonder Woman, and now the new film he wrote, directed, and stars in called Pool Man. You can get our conversation for free wherever you download your podcasts. If there is a creature hiding there, Dick says sonar is the best way to track it down. What is that? About halfway down, what is that? It's not an enormous monster appearing on our sonar right there. I don't think so. No. Are you sure? Because that looks pretty, look, look at that. He so wanted to find the lost. He so, yes. the captain said he didn't think so. No, Kirsten is just like, well, is it the tooth fairy? I see something. Guys, we're talking about the legendary search for the Loch Ness Monster. Trying to answer that age-old mystery, maybe it's real. Maybe the maybe the Loch Ness Monster is real. Well, so a new study says it's plausible. Okay. Researchers right. recently found fossils from a dinosaur-aged marine reptile called plesiosaurs, which have been the inspiration for the Loch Ness Monster. Here's the big revelation. Those fossils Ooh. were found in an ancient freshwater riverbed. Is that what okay. it's supposed to look like? Was that... Supposedly, okay, kind of the outline. A super long neck, but well, okay. We, yeah, I thought it looked like it, yeah. like a snake. Yeah. I thought it was. I think it looked like the Sinclair dinosaur. You know, yes. kind of green yeah. and like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the reason this is important is the creatures were always thought to only live in salt water, so they couldn't be in Loch Ness. But this new finding may prove otherwise. By the way, this mystery has been around yeah. for Forever. a thousand. There's like Bigfoot and the Loch Ness monster right. and the Bermuda Triangle. Exactly. Like those three <laughs> things, those things were like the three things people are trying to crack. Do you believe in the crack. Loch Ness Monster? I don't. I don't. don't. I don't think so. We should call Kier. This is like a major I know. development. Exactly. Get back out. It's like people want so badly for it to be so. I, I know. know. I mean, I but know. I guess it's like it was found in a lake, no. so but not near the Scottish Where lake. Could be. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. that was in that lake, then maybe it's right. in the Scottish lake, so maybe the Loch Ness Monster it is real. real. Yeah. See how you connect Do you know where dots? we found this? Where do we in find In the this? latest edition of Cretaceous Research Magazine. I'm constantly reading at the dentist office. When I tell my children, if you believe then it's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, coming up on Popstart, a far out new look at the life of David Bowie. Oh, wow. Coming up, your 8 o'clock hour.